long time ago, I took a group of university students from our church to Lima, Peru for a mission trip. And after several days of sharing the gospel and talking with people about faith issues, some of the um, Peruvian college students discovered that I like to play basketball. And we received a, a challenge, uh, an opportunity to play a basketball game. And so uh, I said, well, let me pray about that. Uh, yes, you know. I thought, is there anything better than talking to people about Jesus and playing basketball? I mean, this is, this is awesome. So we thought we were going to have a little pickup game. And um, we showed up at the gymnasium that we were told to meet the team at. And it was something that was very unexpected. It was actually a pretty big size gym for, for Peru <clears throat> and you know, I'm thinking Peruvians play soccer. They don't play basketball. So come on, bring it on. You know, let's play. And um, we get there, and the bleachers and the stands are packed. I mean, this is like, I thought we were going to have a little pickup game at the park, and they got like the whole university there. There's people waving Peruvian flags. <clears throat> the other team is in full-blown decked-out uniforms. And the translator says, hey, Ryan, they have been talking about this all over campus. Like, this is an international showdown. This is like Peru versus the United States of America. And I'm looking around at my squad, and that's like all of the college kids from the civil engineering department. And I'm like, we're going to get embarrassed here. But, but I, I felt like this amazing sense of responsibility to represent the red, white, and blue. I mean, I heard Lee Greenwood singing God Bless the USA in my own mind. I thought about my granddads that served in World War II. I, I, I saw bald eagles soaring in the sky, you know. I saw stars and stripes, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Like, I thought about our president, and I thought about, like, the citizens of the United States, and I was like, we got to represent we, we've, got to, we've got to bring it. I've never felt like such a sense of obligation as, as an American. Well, unfortunately, it was a trick. They embarrassed us, um, ran us out of the gym. And thank goodness that news, you know, it, it, never, it never made the news and word never got back to the U.S. that our church basketball team had been embarrassed by the Peruvian university team was very unexpected. But, uh, you know, the Bible talks to us about citizenship. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 says that we are citizens of heaven. And guess what? We have a great responsibility. We have a great opportunity to live out our citizenship in heaven. If you're in Christ, you're a citizen of heaven and you have to represent. You got to represent the Lord. And, and we've been given this incredible responsibility to live out our faith in such a way that we are citizens of heaven. Now, if you're in Christ, you have dual citizenship. You have a citizenship in heaven and you have a citizenship on the earth. You got two passports, amen? And sometimes these passports work against each other. Because to be a citizen of earth and to be a citizen of heaven is, is kind of contradictory in some ways. 
what does the Bible have to say to us about this? And how can we live out our faith in a way that is authentic? And how can we represent the Lord where we are? Well, it's a great challenge. And I want you to turn in your Bibles over to Philippians 3, verse 20. But before we look at that, i got a couple of other verses that I want us to hit. Because the Bible says that we are aliens on earth. To understand citizenship in heaven, you got to understand you are an alien. Everybody say, I'm an alien. I'm an alien. That felt good, didn't it? First Peter chapter 1, verse 1, the apostle said, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, say it with me, strangers in the world. Okay, And that word strangers is a word that could also be translated Aliens, right? Aliens, strangers. Now, if you're an alien, you're a little bit different. And God has created citizens of heaven to be a little bit different. In other words, we're never to be totally dialed in. We're never to be completely cozy with the world. Okay, We, we have a different mindset. We have a different motivation we have a different we have a different drive we have a different perspective if you're in Christ you have a different worldview and you don't see things exactly the way that the world does this doesn't mean you don't enjoy some things on earth we all have things that we really enjoy and you know one day when we go to heaven we'll We'll miss some of the things on earth, and, and I think heaven will be much better, and, and, and I'm not, not saying that. But, but at the same time, it's like we don't quite fit in around here. Have you ever been to a place that you didn't quite fit in? You were just a little bit different, maybe. From time to time, people hear my accent, and they say, you're not from here. Has anybody ever said that to you before? You're not from here. You're not from here. And so I'm from south of here a little bit, and I started telling people, yeah, I'm from, um, I'm from Missoula, Montana. And people look at me, or, or my favorite one is, no, I'm from Fairbanks, Alaska. And people, like, they hesitate, and they look at you kind of funny, and they're like, oh, no, wait, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, seriously, like, I grew up there, and I've got this whole story, you know, and I'm convincing people, and it's really kind of funny and humorous to me, and I really enjoy doing that, messing with people. It's a lot of fun. But, but you know, in, in the spiritual realm, from a spiritual perspective, people ought to look at our life and say to us, you're not from here. <laughs> you're different. You're not, you, you, don't handle, you don't handle conflict the way that everybody else does around the office, or your attitude is different from everybody else. Your family stands out in the neighborhood. Different is good. And, and Peter says you are aliens. You are God's elect strangers in the world. Now, in chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, Peter goes on and he says, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. One of the ways that Christian people are different from non-Christian people, or at least are supposed to be different, is because of our sinful desires. We have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. We have God's strength, and we don't live out all of our sinful desires. This doesn't mean that we're perfect, but it means that we are different. And he says, live such good lives among pagan people that 
Though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. In other words, people see the light of the gospel. They see Jesus in your life. Is is your life lived in such a way where people look at you and go, he's different. She's different. They're different. By the way, that's like one of the greatest compliments that a Christian can ever get. For people to say, you're not from here. You stand out. You're an alien. You're a stranger in the world. And we stand out with our character, with our integrity, um, with our cultural norms. Uh, We're never never too comfortable uh, here. There's always a little tension with the follower of Christ living in the world. If we fit in too much and we live by the world system, then there's something wrong with our faith and we need to do a little little gut check. When I've traveled to some different countries, you know, I've noticed that there are different currencies. People drive on the other side of the road. People speak different languages. The food is different. The politics are different. Um, Even in the regions of our own country, there's distinctions, is there not? Like when I meet people from the South, they're always like, we want to drink sweet tea and watch college football. And that's the first indication that you know they're not from Colorado, right? Okay, you know, like you stand out and you might say, you're not from here, you know? Um, um, But our goal is to help people get their spiritual passports to heaven and when we stand out, when we live a life that is different, then we are aliens in the world. And people go, I like different. That's good, different. Um, that's a, a good can be attractive. And even if it's not attractive to people, we want to stand out because we want people to see the power of Christ within us. Um, I've, I've told you guys last week that I spent some time over in Russia doing some, doing some church starting. And I went to Siberia a long time ago, and I met this Russian pastor that had been exiled to Siberia for being a, for being a pastor, for being a Christian. You know, and, and back in the Soviet days, if you were a Christian pastor and you were guilty of trying to start a church and tell people about Christ, they would just ship you out to Siberia. And if you've ever been to Siberia, you know that's why the government sent them there. And uh, he had been out there busting rocks, you know, and then he had gotten out of prison and he just stayed. And his name was Ivan. He was an old man. He had a beard that was like a crossover between ZZ Top, Duck Dynasty, and the Taliban. If you can just kind of put that together, okay? And it was awesome. He didn't speak a lick of English. He is a hardcore Siberian Russian man. And, um, you know, I I, I kept thinking, you know, I don't fit in around here. Um, For one... Um, they use the common cup in communion. That means that everybody in the congregation drinks out of the same cup. Okay, this is before COVID. Can I get a witness, you know? And uh, you want to talk about a super spreader event, you know? Pass around one cup. So I decided I was going to try and take the first drink because I was like, I'm not getting contaminated around here. And, uh, I'll, and, and, and the pastor, Pastor Yvonne, took the cup from my hand, you know, before I was able to slurp something down. He said, you know, I got the translation, pastors go last. I was like, oh, darn, you know, I don't fit in here. But the biggest custom that, 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 was, that was tough for me, and I knew I was an alien in a foreign land because the men kiss men on the lips, and especially at church, okay? And I had kind of avoided 
the, the smooches, you know, as much as I could. But, but right before I was to leave, uh, Pastor Yvonne was going down the line. He was kissing all of the men on our team. And I was kind of on the end of the row. And I was like, oh, I think I got to take one for the team today. <laughs> and he grabbed me. And he put one real big, wet, sloppy kiss right on my lips. You know, I was like, I didn't know whether I should pucker up or not. I didn't know. There were no tongues, though. Amen. And I left there thinking, I just, I don't quite, I don't quite fit in. I'm an alien. I'm an alien. Um, God has called us to be, to be different. To stand out, to be aliens on the earth. And see, to be an alien on the earth is to be a citizen of heaven. Okay? Check it out there. Um, people from other countries will do almost anything to come live in the United States of America. I mean, think about all of these caravans that are coming. People are spending their life savings. People are, are risking life and limb walking all these miles People will swim across the river. People will, will take great risks. People die trying to come to our country. You know why? Because citizenship matters. And because citizenship has privileges and it has responsibilities that come with it. And it's an awesome thing. And we live in an amazing country. And people want to be here. People are attracted to a nation that appears to promise a better life than the one that they are currently living. And people are willing to make great sacrifices. Now when Jesus, or when the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3.20, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice he says our citizenship is in heaven, not will be. You know, because a lot of times we think, well, yeah, if I'm, if I'm in Christ, I'll go to heaven one day, and then when I'm at the pearly gates, then I have citizenship in heaven. But the apostle describes citizenship as a present tense, a citizenship in heaven as a now thing. Like, we have dual citizenship, so we're living with the intentions of heaven. We're living today with the expectation of what is to come tomorrow. We're representing heaven here on earth, is what he means. And he says, will not will be, but is. We have citizenship in two places, the earth and heaven. And kingdom citizenship is never postponed. The kingdom of God is present and functional on the earth right now. So the moment that you become a follower of Jesus, guess what? You get a second passport, and that's one to heaven. And it's stamped with the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's where we spend eternity. Uh, you have to become a naturalized citizen of the kingdom, and you do so by faith. And so the question is, what's your immigration status? You know, do you, do, have you committed your life to Christ, man? Is, are you in Christ? Do you, do you have dual citizenship? Do you have, do you have that connection with God? Uh, it's the greatest decision we'll ever make. And what is meant by citizenship in heaven? Well, it means that we, number one, live under heaven's government, Okay. Heaven's government is God's rules. Okay, now, we have a government here on, on earth, and we have a government here in the United States of America. We have laws that we go by and, and rules, you know, like pay your taxes and don't speed and, you know, things like that. We have laws. Well, God has laws. God has a government. 
And God's government is expressed to us in things like the Ten Commandments, the Sermon on the Mount, the teachings of the Bible. And so to be a citizen of heaven means that we are under heaven's government. We're trying to live out the, the, the laws of God here on earth. It also um, gives us all of the rights and blessings of heaven. And in, as a U.S. citizen, we have certain uh, rights. In the First Amendment, we have the right to practice our religion, um, to have freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of peaceful assembly. In the Second Amendment, we have the right to uh, bear arms, and uh, we, have, we have certain rights. Well, guess what? In heaven, a citizen of heaven has rights as well. And one of those rights is the power of the Holy Spirit. One of God's blessings, one of God's blessings. The, the Holy Spirit is that third part of the Trinity that brings power and peace and presence into our own hearts. And so we have blessings. We have blessings. Citizenship has some rights. Citizenship is good. Citizenship is powerful. Um, we have the favor of God on our life. We know that God is always with us. God will never leave us or forsake us. I could go on and on and on. But the blessings of heaven are, are given to us here on the earth. And that's why citizenship matters. That's why being a citizen of heaven is so significant. And if you've been born again, you've been naturalized. And you're a kingdom citizen right now. And all the rights and benefits and privileges of kingdom citizenship belong to you. There's no economic crisis in heaven. There's no shortages because heaven's resources are infinite. There are no haves or have-nots in the kingdom of God. We are citizens of heaven. But if I'm a citizen of heaven, how can I live on the earth? How does this really work itself out? We talked a little bit about this last week from the 18th chapter of the book of John. Jesus is on trial before Pilate and he says, My kingdom is not of this world said Jesus, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews, but as it is, my kingdom is not from here. So Jesus says, I'm in the world, but I'm not what? I'm not of the world. Do you see it? There's a big difference. And the life that God has called us to live, the Christian life is a life that is in the world, but I'm not of the world. So I don't have the world's mindset. I don't have the culture of the world. I'm not concerned with what is politically correct or incorrect today, because you know it's going to change tomorrow. My mindset is I'm a citizen of heaven, and that is my motivation that is my passion, that is my desire, that is my driving force. I'm, I'm in the world. Yes, I do live in the world. I am a citizen of the world. I'm just not of it. I, I'm, not, I'm not teaching my kids to be of the world. I'm teaching my kids to be in the world, but not of the world. My kids are going to stand out at school. My kids are different. My kids um, have their faith in Christ and they're a citizen of heaven. They're in it. They're just not of it. And this is what Jesus taught us. And the Apostle Paul gave us a little more description over in Philippians chapter 3 where 
where he says in verse 20, you know, I'm a citizen of heaven. But right before that, he says in verse 12 of Philippians 3 that we ought to be working on the present. And he says, uh, look with me if you would at verse 12. Not that I have already reached the goal or that I'm already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I have, all, uh, I have also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. In other words, I'm working on the present. How can a person who is a citizen of heaven but lives on the earth do so? I'm working on the present. Now, the Apostle Paul is pretty much like, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest Christian, the greatest Christ follower that ever lived. I mean, I don't know if anybody did it any better than him. He wrote like half the New Testament, started churches all over the place, was, was martyred. Like, he's got the resume. But even the Apostle Paul said this, I got to work on I got to work on some things in my own life. In other words, salvation is free, but spiritual development is hard work. <laughs> now think about that for just a moment. The gift of salvation is something that is given to us. It's freely given. It's not earned or deserved. But guess what? If you're going to be mature in Christ, if you're going to truly live out your citizenship, guess what? You got to fight. You got to work. It, development is not. Working on the present. And this is what the apostles communicating to us. But I make every effort to take hold of it. Because I have also been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. So if the most godly man in the New Testament had to work on his citizenship, so do you. And so do we. Um, showing sympathy to people. Compassion towards others. That's expressing the citizenship of heaven here on earth. We, we should be some of the most compassionate, if not the most compassionate people in the world, Christ followers, because, because we're a citizen of heaven. We're representing heaven here on earth. Um, caring for others, uh, being humble, you know, willing to listen and take instruction and you know, not thinking that we know everything all the time, but, but there's a humility. Guess what? Citizens, citizens of heaven do so. Um, enduring evil. Uh, when people challenge us or put us down because of our faith, we don't fold and cower and quit and give up. We, we keep praying. We keep believing. We keep living it out. Um, blessing others. Uh, an, another expression of that. So we're working on all of these things because salvation is free, but spiritual development is not and uh, guys, when you're on the business trip and everybody's going to the strip clubs and they go, hey, come and go with us. You're like, hey, man, I can't do that. I'm a citizen of heaven. You know, I'm a citizen of heaven. I, I don't live like everybody else. I don't I don't do what everybody else does. I'm, I'm good with it. I'm comfortable with it. I know what God's called me to do. I'm not going to lower my standards so I can I can fit in with with maybe what everybody else is doing or everybody else says that we should do you know ladies it's it's when everybody else is gossiping in the neighborhood about the one person and and you're hearing it and and maybe you might even agree with some of the critique but you don't participate in the gossip why because you're a citizen of heaven you're a citizen of heaven god has called you to a higher standard and this is what paul's talking about when he says to us we ought to be working on the present now when you go to a foreign country, they often have an embassy. 
And an embassy is designed to represent the interest of that nation and its citizens in a foreign place. And I want to submit to you today that the local church is God's embassy here on earth. The embassy is here to represent the needs of the citizens of heaven while they're in a foreign place called planet earth. Amen? And that's why, that's why the local church matters so, so much. This is a place of worship. This is a place of celebration. This is a place of encouragement. This is a place of prayer. We are in the business of getting God's will in heaven done here on the earth. And we're an embassy. Paul also said that we got to forget the past. Look at verse 13 of Philippians chapter 3. Forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is, what is ahead. Yesterday includes the good and the bad. And you know, if you're going to be successful in your citizenship, if you're going to truly be a citizen of heaven, there's some things that you have to forget about. I mean, for one, we got to forget about some of the good that we've done because it's easy to think, you know what? My spiritual life is so dynamic. I remember 25 years ago when I did this for the Lord, you know? And we play the highlight reel. Or remember a decade ago. You know, time flies, doesn't it? Ten years ago, man, I did this. I did this for somebody. I served the Lord. I, I did. We got to forget some things in the past. But we also got to forget some of the bad things. How about some of the mistakes? For some of us today, the greatest enemy to your future is mistakes of your past. And maybe the devil keeps bringing things back. Uh, up to your mind or keeps bringing thoughts or, or ideas or mistakes, things that God's forgiven you uh, for many, many years ago, but they still come up in your mind. And Paul says, listen, if I'm going to press forward to the future, I have to forget the past. A follower of Jesus Christ has got to have some amount of amnesia. Amen? I mean, we, we, we got to forget maybe the greatest things you could do for your spiritual life is to maybe just forget about some things. Amen? Quit, quit bringing that up. Quit talking about it. Like, like the past is the past. Forgetting what is behind so I can reach forward to what's ahead. If I'm going to live like a citizen, i got to forget yesterday. And a runner can't win by looking back. Have you ever seen a great runner that's running this way and looking that way? It doesn't work. You can't run the race of faith that God has set before you if you're looking over your shoulder. That's why the Israelites, the children of Israel, they, they struggled so much to go into the land of promise because they kept talking about Egypt. They kept living like they were slaves, but God had freedom. And, and it was so hard for them to embrace the land of promise because they kept talking about going back to Egypt. Come on, we can't do that. All these things are pressing against us. That's why in verse 14 he says we got to get excited about the future. I press on. I press on. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep running the race of faith. I, I, I want to keep working out what it means to be a citizen of heaven here on earth by being excited about the future. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's heaven. 
Now, again, salvation is free. Spiritual growth is not. It doesn't just happen. But we live with a great expectation. Here's a huge part of the New Testament. Living with an expectation of the second coming of Jesus. I mean, that's, that's a huge part of this whole deal. If you're a citizen of heaven, you're living your life, you're being responsible with what God's given you today, but you're also excited to spend eternity with Jesus Christ in heaven. We're looking forward to it. The Bible says we're going to have a glorified body. Can I get a witness today? That awesome? Somebody just thought, maybe that means I'm going to drop three dress sizes, you know? I mean, we got a lot to look forward to. The glorified body, okay? There's going to be no disease, no sickness, no, no sin, no struggle. This, this body that we have today, it's decaying, it's aging, it's breaking down. It, it's, not, it's not what, sometimes the older we get, it's not really what we want to see happen but we live with great expectation because Christ is coming again. And one day we will have a glorified body. It'll be different from the one that we have on the earth. And our future is not here. Again, if you go back to Philippians 3.20, we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The good news is Christ is coming again. The bad news is not everybody will be ready. But the question I want to ask you today is, are you ready? Are you a citizen of heaven? Are you an alien on the earth? Are you living out your faith in such a way that you're representing, you're representing heaven here on the earth? Would you pray with me for just a moment? Let's pray together.